Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for being with me. So, I am going to talk about OSHA. We haven't done uh, OSHA update in a little bit, so let's get one in. And for those of you that are international, that's okay. You get to see what's going on with the U.S. OSHA. And also, it might be some sort of trending in your uh, country that you want to go ahead and be the expert on. Find out, pass that information to a potential client, see if that can help you get a job. That's always a good thing. Even though we prefer to have a safety culture, if you will, usually compliance activities are what will get people to uh, get some help from a consultant. So for us in the U.S., it's OSHA. So the OSHA information that you see on the website is pretty good it's up to date and i'll tell you uh, their initiative uh, in the past presidency uh, you would have to find a little bit more information other than on osha's website uh, you'll actually have to go to uh, places like the help committee uh, and that's uh, a senate agency that they go through the confirmation process uh, to basically confirm someone who's going to be the head of OSHA, who Doug Parker is right now, the head of OSHA. Uh, so you would have to go to an entity like that, or you may have to go to an environmental health and safety organization and get information from them regarding uh, what OSHA is doing. But it's been a lot more uh, pretty good transparency as of late uh, to the degree that, and here's the first thing that I noticed that has been the change for OSHA, they have added back on the OSHA website. So if you go to OSHA.gov, and of course our standing rule is you're doing this when you're at home, not when you're driving. When you're driving, you're listening to everything all the way through. And then when you get home, you can listen again and then follow the links. So OSHA.gov on the very home page, you're going to notice something that's labeled Remembering Lost Workers. And what it is is a ticker and it just keeps going as if you're looking at a stock market or if you're looking at sports scores on ESPN or your sports channels where it just keeps scrolling. Uh, so there's a ticker scroll right underneath the home page picture and this is remembering lost workers and you'll see their name, their age, and what was the cause of death. So as you see that, uh, it's supposed to be um, a reminder from OSHA to say that everything that they do, their activity, bottom line is to prevent this. And for someone who has lost their life due to an occupational injury or disease, then to OSHA, uh, that's against their mission. Uh, their mission is to keep everyone safe. So that's why uh, when I saw this again, and I say again because they used to do this back when Dr. Michaels was the head of OSHA. Uh, he did this, and then between Dr. Michaels uh, in the Obama administration, and then the um, the Biden administration has uh, Doug Parker, who's in there right now, there was no one in between with OSHA. Uh, so there was no head of OSHA for those years in, the, in between those two administrators. So they stopped doing this, and it's probably because of direction. They weren't led to do that. But um, it's it tells me that the mindset to OSHA is kind of going back to the Dr. Michaels era. Uh, so that's a, a very strong thing to say because uh, Dr. Michaels was a very, uh, very easy to talk to. 
he was also uh, the type of individual who would, uh, he's just analytic, but tough. <laughs> he's a little tough. Uh, and, and firm in, in his belief in worker safety. And of course, you need somebody who's the head of OSHA to do that. Uh, so he had this in his arsenal, if you would. And another thing that he used was uh, shaming for organizations who did not do the right thing for their employees by their employees. So therefore, uh, he would do what's called more of a behavioral economic um, ideology. It's similar to a restaurant where you go to a restaurant and you see the grading of a restaurant and you know you're not going to go to the low score, you're going to go to the high score. Uh, he had activities like that, uh, behavioral economics, but in place of ratings and scores, what he would show would be um, who got cited, how much that citation was, and at that point, the person who's going to do business, they have some more information about the type of employer this is. And uh, you could see it back in his, his uh, press releases that he did refer to this as behavioral economic principle that they kind of use for OSHA. In saying all of that, I think OSHA's heading back that way. So first we're looking at the ticker. Secondly, that we're seeing is the front of OSHA's page is going to be finding OSHA resources responding to COVID-19. Uh, that's an active page that even though the U.S. were using terms like endemic and uh, trying to to go about where we're treating COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, as uh, something that has passed. So in doing that, OSHA now is, uh, they're hearing and trying to find out some more information from everybody about uh, different things related to COVID. And then they're gonna see what they could codify and one thing that they did is the healthcare rule, uh, and they're trying to make that a regular rule right now. So you're going to see that up here, that they're going to make that um, codified and not a temporary rule anymore. So that is their intent for that one. And I'm kind of looking to see, um, it looks like the deadline for uh, for getting any public hearing has passed. So if you did have anything to say about the COVID-19 healthcare rulemaking, that time period has passed. Uh, OSHA does have an uh, enforcement memo about COVID-19. Uh, so I would suggest that you would uh, look at that one, especially if you're consulting with people in healthcare, because there's a, uh, as of March 2nd, 2022, there is a COVID-19 focus inspection initiative in healthcare. So that means people in healthcare, if you have healthcare clients, they're gonna be inspected more. You're gonna to wanna to know a little bit more about that. So look up that, um, that emphasis program, download it, and it's gonna give you, and when I say download it, it's a PDF of the compliance document related to how to fight or how to defend yourself uh, against uh, the citation or even the activity that would lead to a citation is one way of putting at it. The other way of putting at it is the compliance officer. They need to follow certain rules in order for them to uh, to do a regulation that will keep everyone in OSHA kind of on the same even keel, meaning you're not going to get regulated more in this 
part of OSHA versus this part of federal OSHA. State plans, different story. State plans will do what they need, but federal OSHA. Uh, so then you're going to have the uh, field operation manual is the thing I'm referring to. So you will have the field operation manual and compliance letters. You look at the compliance letter and that's going to help you with the regulation. Another thing that uh, OSHA has that is going to be a uh, new regulation. So back to uh, the thought I had earlier when OSHA is being led by a democratic administration generally it's going to be compliance enforcement mode and it's not going to be you know 70 or 75 percent compliance enforcement 25 percent compliance assistance uh, there's a balance that they're going to have uh, for most of those uh, issues but when it gets out of balance is um, and when I say they, I mean OSHA. <laughs> when OSHA gets out of balance, it would be leaning on, if it's a Democrat in office, they'll get out of balance by leaning towards more compliance enforcement activities and rulemaking activities. Uh, if it's a Republican in office, then OSHA will go towards maintaining what the status quo would be and then compliance assistance program. Uh, so those are generally what you're going to see. There are exceptions to every rule and exceptions to this one, but just for your knowledge, that's what you're already seeing. And from page one, I'm only on the homepage with you guys. The author thing that they're, uh, they're going to be doing is compliance enforcement and rulemaking. So the rulemaking part is heat stress. That's new in OSHA right now. It's their past... Uh, the open comment period, they're really uh, getting close to an enforcement program to protect workers from heat stress. So you want to really look into that. Uh, there is a national emphasis program that came out uh, earlier this year. But on top of that, they're going to have an actual rule and regulation that you could point to with your finger and say you're violating this subpart, this section, this paragraph um, as you're looking at heat stress. So OSHA is currently working on that. You're going to see that uh, show up probably over the summer. Another thing in OSHA's mind is they're going to go back to the original intent with the OSHA electronic record keeping. So if you haven't listened to my record-keeping podcast before, I've given a, a few in-depth ones. Uh, but the long and short is this. OSHA is seeking to get electronic records that will be more than your 300-day summary form. So they're looking for uh, records for the 300, 300-A, and 301 forms, uh, depending on your size of your company and your activity. So... Uh, this is the new rule. It's going to actually go back to their first original intent of this rule before they changed it to um, the electronic record keeping rules. So they changed it and it's changed where it's, it wasn't all three forms. It was just the 300A summary form is the big change. But now they're going to be looking for this. So uh, OSHA published a proposed rule. This is March 30th, 2022. And uh, the proposed rule established that 20 or more employees in high hazard industries, certain high hazard industries, they will continue to submit the 300A forms because they're small. They only need that from them. Establishments with 100 or more employees 
in the highest hazard industries submit the 300 and the 301 forms and uh, then they're going to report once a year uh, that to OSHA and they will also still be submitting the 300A forms so the, all three record keeping forms that the companies with a hundred workers or more are going to have to submit to OSHA that's what they wanted originally and OSHA believes that electronic, and I'm reading this from OSHA's site, electronic submission of establishment specific and case uh, specific information from the forms 300 and 301 will improve workplace safety and health by, and here are the four things they're going to look for improvement. One, allowing OSHA to use its resources more effectively by better enabling the agency to identify workplaces where workers are at the greatest risk from specific hazards and to target its compliance assistance and enforcement efforts accordingly. So OSHA will be targeting you with this data uh, if you are one of those people that fit that category. Uh, second thing, improve the ability of employers to compare their own injury and illness data on hazards with data in similar establishments in the same industry. So at this point, you will be able to see uh, other people in your NAICS code, which will be North American Industry Classification System Code. So when you do have that, now uh, this is going to create competition. Uh, so the competition in this case should be competition to work safer. Uh, so that would be the idea bef uh, behind that rule. Uh, improving the ability of stakeholders to make more informed decisions using recent establishment specific case specific injury illness information and improve research on occupational safety and health. So there's going to be a considerable amount of this information that's public facing. Uh, so when they say OSHA says they're doing this rule to improve the ability of stakeholders to make more informed decisions using recent establishment-specific, case-specific injury and illnesses. Establishment-specific is the key word there. That means you're going to uh, be able to see specific companies' injury and illnesses on OSHA's website. Uh, so at that point, now you could go ahead and create a profile of safety for an organization. So it's a big deal. Uh, so that record keeping rule you guys should keep your eyes on. Uh, May 31st is the deadline to submit any comments uh, for this particular um, injury illness tracking. They actually went um, back to this one with some exceptions. Uh, they actually, the original one was 250 or more employees uh, was the the big area that they were looking for, but now they're down to 20 employees for high hazards, where it's the 300A forms, but 100 employees in high hazards. So they reduced that number from what the original intent was several years ago. Uh, but if you are a larger employer, 250 more employees, uh, not designated high hazards, would no longer be required to submit electronic uh, records. So therefore, you're good. That's the big difference. So now the 250 workers who or employers who were required to keep records, they don't have to submit the 300A electronically anymore. So that's a, a bonus. That's a, a gimme for you people. 
So that is on the eye, or excuse me, on the mind of OSHA. Uh, you really have to make sure you keep up on that one as much as you can. And you could uh, search OSHA's website and get specific data right now too. And that could help you in your marketing campaign to, to get some individual people that you may want to solicit to get your, to, for your service. Uh, scrolling down on the OSHA website, just kind of keeping a good eye to see if there's anything else I really need to tell you guys about. Uh, honestly, there isn't that much more that you need to keep your eyes open for. Uh, there uh, should be a regulatory agenda coming up soon, the spring agenda. Uh, if there is, then we'll go ahead and take a, a good look at that one when it comes out. I'm just giving it a quick look right now. The fall agenda is still up. And what the regulatory agenda is, is when OSHA decides that um, they have to move in a certain way, uh, and this is any agency, that they actually put it into a document, and this document is called the, uh, the agenda stage of rulemaking. So you do a proposed final uh, rule, and then uh, let's just one more pre-rule, pre-rule, proposed rule, final rule. Uh, those things all together is what you have in the regulatory agenda, uh, and that's uh, honestly they do it twice a year. They're supposed to twice a year. So that is the information that you're going to need currently to be up to date with what's happening with OSHA. Uh, for those of you that are regulated under the U.S. and you really need some help with OSHA compliance and you're just completely lost, uh, go to primuswebinar.com, P-R-I-M-U-S, my last name, webinar.com. So primuswebinar.com, and I am currently uh, open for the demystifying OSHA compliance webinar. I call it a webinar. It's it's uh, open right now for general admission. Uh, our early admission is not there anymore, sold out. So general admission, May 24th is the event. And it's going to be from 9 a.m. Eastern to 1 p.m. Eastern uh, time frame. And we're going to go over the future of OSHA, regulatory agendas. We'll go through record keeping and what that means, get you some real good information on that one, how to have compliance with your written programs, uh, to understand training requirements, and just a general Q&A. I want you guys to be able to ask me any questions that's going on with your, your employer right now. We're going to get those answers for you. So you're just going to go to primuswebinar.com. Uh, you'll see on the page a little description of everything that's going to happen. Uh, click on book ticket and right now we only have general admission and general admission plus tickets available. So general admission or general admission plus and go ahead and register and I will see you on the 24th in session but before then I'll see you back here and we're going to do another podcast next week so that it's going to be fun, right? Get to get you one more time. And hopefully by then I'll get my board back <laughs> so you guys can hear better uh, audio quality. So again, uh, when my board comes back and my mic comes back, it'd be even better for you guys. I'll start doing my interviews again when, the, when that comes back. So with that said, thank you for uh, listening this week. Go ahead and subscribe. Go get them. <laughs>